0: Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. Yep, two weeks in a row, actually doing educational shorts and not some other goofy stuff. This week, I want to talk about something I actually plan on doing. I'm not sure if I'm going to get full buy-off from the wife and or the city, but I really want to do this. And maybe I can do it a little bit, little bit, big bit, and no one will ever notice. Shh, don't tell them. This week, I want to talk about changing my lawn to clover. Yep, you've heard me time and time and time again complaining about my lawn. I hate the fact that we take a species that doesn't belong in my state, plant it there. It starts to die. I have to water it and take care of it. In case anybody's wondering, I don't fertilize my lawn. I don't do those things. I cut it. That is it. And I don't really like cutting it. I'm not a fan. I hate the maintenance. And I don't think we actually have to. So what I'm looking into is changing it. Changing it over to clover. It doesn't matter if it's red clover, white clover or dwarf clover, something that has very minimal maintenance, something that is more durable than turf grass. I don't necessarily care for grass. Matter of fact, like I said, I hate lawns. I think we've been tricked into doing this. Why in the heck do we do this same cycle? Remember back in season one, the yard trap? It's exactly how I feel. It's like the United States got Stockholm syndrome. And we're captured, and we have to love this thing we should hate. I just can't do it. So I'm looking into just clovering my lawn. And before I do that, let's talk about what that is. Now, I can mix clover seed in my current lawn. It doesn't necessarily take over the grass, but it's a nice companion plant for grass. I won't work to keep the grass there. I'll just keep transplanting more and more seed for clover. Over time, my yard will be more clover than grass. or you can just kill the grass. I know people who've gone out and just put cardboard over top of areas and then by spring peel that cardboard up and they've got dirt where most of the grass is dead and then they can put their seed down. But I'm not sure I'm there. I think right now it's going to be more of a mix. At least that's where I think I'm going with. But I do love clover. Clover has a lot of advantages. Let's take a look real quick. Lawns need constant watering if you want them to stay green because they're not native. This is not the environment they're supposed to be in. So we have to continue to offer a different environment for that lawn so that we can be the cool person on the block with a lush green lawn that's well manicured. It also is going to take a bunch of time, but we'll get back to that. Lawns need resources poured into them. Clover doesn't. Some people call clover a weed. I don't think it's actually classified as a weed, but it's drought resistant. It's actually very tough. It requires very little resources. Lawns? Lawns need to be mowed. Mowed on a regular basis. Uh, matter of fact, we water it so that it grows, so that we can cut it. I don't understand this feedback loop. That's not the way I would prefer to spend my time. Where clover, clover grows anywhere between three and eight inches. So maybe you would cut it, but most, most only cut it in cold climates towards the end of the season, about six weeks before a frost to help protect the clover. Clover also loads the ground with nitrogen. So if you do cut it periodically, or in a sense deadheaded after the flowers are gone, it's just pumping more nutrient back into the ground. So it doesn't soak up resources, it becomes a resource. Lawns, they really can't handle dry heat when there's not enough moisture and it starts to get hot. Just like what I tell you, don't water the lawn when the sun's out. It burns the plant, just like your garden's. Well, you don't really have to water the clover, and it can manage the heat, and it stays green. So, as you're constantly trying to manage this lawn so it can look like the neighbors or the guy down the street, clover, no, it deals with the drought and it stays green. The deeper roots pull more pull more moisture, and it does a heck of a job staying green. Now, it does does it look exactly like grass? Absolutely not. It looks like clover, so it can be a little bushier, but If you're not walking through it, who cares? So with lawns not being able to handle the heat, you're actually just making life easier and better and using less resources by using clover. It's those people who want the perfect lawns. They're constantly pouring chemical fertilizers and pesticides on there. You don't have to with clover. It's naturally green. It's very fluffy and it is lush, even in poor climates. It is not that hard to maintain. It generally maintains itself. Clover is cheap, so it's like, a th- it's like $1 per 1,000 square feet. Yeah, that cheap. So it's very inexpensive. It attracts butterflies and bees, so it supports pollinators, especially with, during the flowering period. You have all those little white or red flowers across the tops. That is some of the first food for insects and pollinators throughout the fir- beginning of the season. You're really supporting pollination. A lot of people call clover a weed, but it actually suppresses weeds. That's one of the, it won't necessarily choke out grass, but it does a very good job choking out weeds. It pulls a lot of the same nutrients, it's more aggressive, it covers them up, and you get less weeds. On top of the fact that it draws insects that push away pests. Yeah, so it's just kind of a natural pest repellent. Now some of the issues you may say, well, clover struggles with heavy foot traffic, but i I'll be honest, I think so does grass. If you're constantly walking in the same spot, we've all seen the paths wore out. I'm not sure clover is all that different. Turf grass is designed to survive a little bit longer, but I don't walk around in my grass in the same spots all the time. If that's the case, you're going to have a path if you have grass, or you're going to have a path if you have clover. Clover doesn't grow all that well in full shade. It does well in partial shade, but it prefers full sun. So if you've got areas of your property that are Constantly shaded, you may have a struggle getting clover to grow there. So that is one issue that's out there. Or the fact that I said it draws bees. For me, love it, especially the bumbles. I can sit and watch them all day. Ask Jamie; I've done it with her sunflowers. But if you, you or someone you love in your family is allergic to bees, it is going to draw more bees around. So that's a problem. Keep that in mind. You always want to be safe. Now, grass depends on the person. I've never reseeded my grass ever. Because I don't care, and I'll probably tell you that I'm probably twenty percent weeds anyway. So last thing I want to do is weed it, or just look like bald spots all over my property. But you do have to reseed clover periodically for the first three years. You throw seed down, so it's way cheaper. But you have, you do have to throw a little more on the ground and get it really going. So you have to remember that it's not a one and done. It it has to take root. You want to make it a clover culture in your yard. Once it does, you're mostly good to go. Occasionally, you can throw a little seed in spots that didn't take as well. Now, the one thing that people will, will fight me on is that clover doesn't have that manicured look. It looks bushy. looks a little wild. It's not super tall, but it's not this like one and a half inch grass that looks flawless. You do have to edge it, but you don't necessarily have to cut it. I can, but I probably won't because part of what I want to do is maybe cut it twice a year. I'll probably deadhead it mid-year, cut it with six six weeks left in the season, and that's all I'll have to do. That nitrogen goes right back to the ground. My ground is healthier, and, well, makes my lawn healthier. That's going to be the hard part, convincing people in the city that it's okay, just because it won't look like everybody else's. That might be a little bit of a challenge, but hey, I've gone to the city before and got them to do weird things. <laughs> Edible landscape? No. Something you want to remember is clover. Clover is a rapid spreader. So like myself, I share a lawn in a sense. My, my property butts up to my neighbor's property. There isn't a driveway on that side to separate it. So as I decide to spread clover, I better do it with the acceptance of my neighbor. Because over time, it's going to spread more and more and more, and it's going to end up in their yard. So I'll probably start in the backyard to where it is contained, and we'll go from there. But remember that. Don't just change it because you want to change it. If you're sharing space with someone else, be a sustainably good neighbor and make sure it's okay first. If not, take the extra time and the extra effort to put in a barrier. Those barriers will save your relationship with the person who lives right next to you. So hopefully, when I'm done doing the full-blown research, I'll be able to go to the city of Durand and say, I'm all done with this grass. I don't want it anymore. And with the acceptance of my neighbor, I'm going to start changing it. Well, and at first, it's going to still look like grass. But year over year over year, as I lay a little more seed, it's going to be more and more clover. And between the two of them, I shouldn't have to maintain it much. It's going to reduce the overall length of the grass increase the healthiness of my ground, and get to a point in which my maintenance is minimal. I just got to go around an edge periodically. That's what I want to do. No water, no fertilizers, no pesticides. Mm, not that I'm really doing any of those now, but it'll be grain and it'll be a pollinator. And bunnies, all oh, bunnies love it. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, share it with a friend or on social media. And as you know, if you really want to help us, click a like, click a follow, add us to your catalog of shows that will tell the algorithms that, you know, people like us. So we do appreciate that. And again, five-star reviews. I'm just saying it. not going to go crazy. Five-star reviews. Yay. Last, if you do think that we bring a lot of value to your life, then go to greenyourlife.org forward slash podcast. That's where you can go in and you can commit to 99 cents a month. There's other ones, but $0.99 is pretty cheap. So for less than $12 a year, you can support realistic sustainability and help us stay on here long term. We do appreciate all the people who support us already. Thank you so very much. And remember, we get together each week just to get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. What's going on, everybody? My name is Rob, and I'm the host of The Curated Culture, a weekly podcast dedicated to dissecting the latest and greatest news from around the world of tech and pop culture. Now, we all know the internet can be a busy, noisy place, so let us calm that noise for you. Join us as we discuss the latest and greatest topics from the people and sources that matter most. Check us out every Thursday as we jump into fresh, original content, new interviews, and a host of other subjects that we know you'll find interesting so jump in whatever your favorite podcast app is and search the curated culture make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and in the meantime we'll catch y'all on the air